Sacra de Gesekete. I like, I, I like the way he said rest runabout. It's like the name of everything runabout. <laughs> now, today is only day one. Alright? It's only day one. And this, this three days is like capsules you need to take for three days. Wisdom is giving you. Wisdom is granted you. You know, Pastor Claus said a lot with you, so I will not start with telling you to pay attention to every single word that I speak by the Spirit of God. And in a meeting like this, in a meeting like this, you, the lifting of your hands, the saying of Amen, the receiving from your spirit is one of the most important things you can ever do for yourself. Never be a spectator. One of the reasons why a lot of Christians don't receive from the Spirit of God is because they don't understand that they have a part to play when it comes to the performance of God. There must be your participation. There is nothing that ever happened in Scripture that God did something on earth without man's participation. The day this will dawn in your heart, you will realize how many mails God has sent you that you have not approved. God is raising giants in this place. That's what God is doing. He's raising giants here. <laughs> I remember I shared this during, I said it during the Matika and I said it. I said, I remember I was in a meeting with the man of God, Pastor Chris. 2012, I'll never forget it. I was a young boy, very little. And I'm still young, by the way. I was way younger. And yeah, still very... So, I was in the meeting, I was in the meeting, while I was sitting down in the meeting, I began to weep, because as the man of God, Pastor Chris, was ministering, I heard God say something. He said, God has a man in the crowd. You see, in meetings like this, you are not here with anybody. You are here to hear God for yourself. Because one word from God will change your life forever. Sometimes, you see, that one hour preaching we preach is because we are waiting for you to hit. I don't have to preach for one hour. A true prophet of God does not even talk plenty. All I need to do is to tell you the mind of God. But sometimes, you know, we have to preach for long because we have to help some people to heat up. And within that one hour, then they will now catch something in the middle. This is three nights of faith and power. These three days, your faith will move to another level. That means your ability will move to another level. That means your grace will move to another level. God, in this meeting, is gracing certain young men and women for exploits. It will happen. This nation has not seen anything yet. Over the past weekend, I was in Port Harcourt preaching I was ministering. Listen, as I stood in front of them, you know, 
young people from all over Port Harcourt, all over River State, actually. As we were sitting down there, listening to me, I remembered. I remember the nights, those nights we used to pray. That, that means this anointing does not only work in Ghana. It worked there too. As you're sitting down here, God's eyes are here. You take hold of the word of God as though you are eating food. I had today, um, the meeting was supposed to start at six. By four, people are already here. Tomorrow, people must be here by two. Is it because God respects a determined person? God, God does not anoint everybody. God does not give grace to everybody. Because he has done it before and some people misuse it. So God shows. There are meetings we've gone the night before. Look, when you are ready, you, you know you are ready. And if you are sickening part of your body, fala. Fala is Latin. You know, in this meeting, God is doing beyond healing the sick. It's, 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 it's power to move you to next level. Oh, someone said, oh, but pastor, you said in, in, during camp that we have gone to next level. You can go to next level every day. Don't let religion block your mind. God is not your next door neighbor. Something is going on here. And you need to be spiritually sensitive to see it. Who ask? How, how, how can a young man like you, how are you doing the things you are doing? How can a young, how is it possible? Some think I'm using something. Of course, I have to use something. But you can't do this thing with your clear eyes. You have to use something. I'm using something. I, unapologetically, I'm telling you today, I use something. How is it that, how is it that I'm going to have an all night which will start at, at nine? People are there by six. All night. And the people know it is all night. And, and they're having to pray. And they come at six. To hear the word of God from my mouth. Oh, I have to use something. If you, if you doubt that I'll use something, go and try it. Go and try it. Go and call. You don't make it all night. Because you might be disappointed too much. Just make it two hours. Tell people they are going to pray two hours. And go there and say, even if your own family members will come. So I'll have to use something. And let me tell you something. That something is increasing in this meeting. God is going to put that same grace on some people here. And your pastor has proven that a woman can also be graced. Sit down for a moment. Three nights of faith and power where champions will be raised. Great men will come out of this meeting. I tell you by the Spirit of God. Before Jesus comes, there are some generals who are going to rise up from this meeting. Receive it with your spirit. This is just day one. I'm, I'm trying to teach. It has not happened. Hmm. Faith is a force. There are some things I'll say here, especially if probably you've not heard me before, you've not listened to me before, that might not move well with what you think and what you heard. In meetings like this, one of the problems you can ever have is trying to add what I'm teaching to what you already know. I can confidently tell you that hold on with what you know and start afresh because you might be wrong. 
Alright, the first one I'll tell you is that faith and trust are not the same. You see, this is the reason why Christians' faith don't work. Because this is it. For example, let me use these musicians to explain something to you. If I sing right now, alright, let me, let, me, let me demonstrate something to you. Um, have you ever sang in a choir? You never sang in a choir? Okay, give me a microphone. You sing just any song. Just any song. You don't have to sing beautifully. Just sing what you, what you want. Anything you want. Any song, any song. No, sit down, sit down. You're looking beautiful. Uh, any song, any song. My beloved is the most beautiful. Amongst thousands and thousands, my beloved is oh, keep singing. beautiful among thousands and thousands. Yes, Tell me, can you tell me which key you just sang? <laughs> you don't know the key. Which key did she just sing? She sang C. Now, even though she has sung, she doesn't know the science of what she sang. It takes an expert to give you the science. It's also a lot of Christians are working in certain things that they chance upon, they don't have the science that controls it. So they can repeat it if they want to. Since I am an expert in this one, I can say, go to A. My beloved. So, I can say, go to F. My beloved. So, 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 we both sangle. Do you understand? We both sang. So, on the outside, you might look at the two of us as just singers. No, I have the science of what I'm singing. So, I can change any time. Listen to me. Alright, let's look at someone who is studying chemistry. Alright. I might chance on hydrogen to and oxygen to make what? Water. Don't say water, say water. Right. I might chance on and I'll say, oh, wow, miracle, miracle, wow, miracle. A chemist will come and say, not miracle, hydrogen two, oxygen one, water. The same thing in the spirit. The subject of faith has been reduced to a place where it looks like, trust God, anything he does will happen. Trust God, he might do it or he might not. Trust one day, one day to happen. But it's not so. Faith is a science. I'll tell you something between, uh, about science and art. Science and art actually don't meet. 
Science and art don't meet. Science is dealing with formula. Art is considering many things. Inspiration, emotion, sentiment, motivation, idea, creativity, abstract, ideas, ideals, art. You can wonder, you wonder, so you see some people in art, they would draw some tray. They say, ah, what kind of foolish thing is it? They say, no, it's not foolish. This means the Red Sea. Ah, my friend, leave me alone. <laughs> you see somebody, take a picture. Take a picture at a certain rock and do like this. And you see, this one. And someone will tell me, this one is selling for $20,000. It's like you people are mad in this place. <laughs> but I said, no, it is art. It's art. So I said, it's not me to pay $20,000. Me, I'd rather go to my nearest stone in my house and do the same thing. Take a picture, I'll put it in my house. Then for me to come here and come and see somebody leaning against a stone and say, it means art. Art and science don't meet. But God was the first person and only person to successfully combine science and art in Genesis 1. The creation story is a science and an art. God is an artist. It would take being artistic to form man the way he did. It would take being artistic to form woman the way he did. It would... Come on now. I don't know what you are thinking, but I'm not thinking that. It would take being artistic for you to have two years. Why not one? It would take being artistic to put these two eyes with eyebrows. It would take being artistic. But it will take being scientific to have white blood cells and red blood cells. It will take being scientific to have heart pump blood to the brain. Is that correct? Yeah, scientific. <laughs> it will take being scientific. So when you look at God as one magical creator, you will miss the whole point of God. That is why some people are arguing that there's no God. You see, it is because you don't know that all the science that you are reading that's telling you there's no God is all the science that proves there is God. When you do level 100 science, you think there's no God. It's usually the level 100 and 200 who now begin to have funny ideas. When doctors are pastors. Because when you study the scripture, you will discover the science behind all this. You discover the science in God. The Bible says that he has numbered, listen, he has numbered the hairs of our head. He said he has counted. He has numbered. That means your hair has code. Man did not, listen now, man did not know that all our hairs have code. It was later that they had to use, they can use hair for forensic purposes. The Bible had already said it many years ago, before man could even discover that the hair could be used for forensic purposes. God had already said it. The hair on your head are coded. Listen. 
Listen, Moses said it in Deuteronomy. He said it a long time ago. He said it. Deuteronomy is so old. It's about the first five books. Moses said, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Moses said it. The life of, that means everything about a man can be found in his blood. He said the life of the flesh is in the blood. Many years later, doctors now discovered that if you want to see what somebody is sick of when you take a blood sample, no matter the sickness, you'll find it in the blood sample. The life of the flesh truly is in the blood. God combined these two, science and art, so beautifully in the Christian story. If, it is, if creation was just an art, then we don't have a chance to replicate God's faith. If creation is just an art, that means it is peculiar to him because what you call art is not what I call art. What you call beautiful is not what I call beautiful. But when it comes to science, what you call science has to be science with me, otherwise it's not science. So, if in the creation story, we see the very basics of science revealed from Genesis chapter 1, Verse 1 and verse 2, in the very basics of science, okay, there are three energies, all right? Very basics of science. Let's go. Basics of science. Three energies that are basis of science. Who can help me with it? Huh? Who can help me with it? What? Light, heat, sound. These three. Is there anything apart from these three? Is there anything? I'm just asking. Is there anything, any other basic apart from these three energies? So everybody agrees. Or there's something else in your hometown? It's what? <laughs> Maybe there's something else that you have in prayer. You fly at night, so it's that. That's, that's high height energy. <laughs> These three basics were revealed in Genesis chapter 1. From verse 1 to 3, these three were already revealed. Okay, heat. And the Spirit of God brooded or moved upon the face of the waters. The word move there comes from the Hebrew word rakaf, which means to incubate. When a hen is incubating on an egg, what's he bringing? Heat. In verse 3 said, and God said, what? Sound. Let there be light. Light energy. The very basics of science were there. So you could see that if it is just artistic from the way you saw man created. When you even see the way a dog was made. You see the way a, 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 um, a kangaroo an ostrich. Recently, I went to see ostrich. I went to the zoo. I saw ostrich. Then the man told me, this ostrich can beat you. I said, are you sure? He said, even me taking care of it, I don't go near it. Then I received wisdom. That my son, go backward. <laughs> then I saw a kangaroo. When you see the way a kangaroo is created, you can see how artistic God is. It shows you the way God thinks. Anytime you see water, anytime you see the sea, don't you see how beautiful God thinks? Art. But in the creation story, everything was a science. I said, if it's an art only, it means we cannot replicate it. And that only that can be ascribed to God. And we said, God is the creator. All of us are nothing. But then Jesus said something in, in Mark 11, verse 23. Let's look at it. Mark 11, verse 23. Okay, let's start from 22. Okay, 24. Good, 22. 22, I'll start from here. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Now, this is where religion robbed us. Robbed us of the truth. 
Religion robbed us of the truth in this verse. It was wrongly rendered. The margin does not say have faith in God. The margin says have the faith of God. Because religion not made have faith in God. That means everything has been bundled up into trust. So it says, oh, just trust God. If you trust him, something will happen. If you trust him, something will happen. No, that's not what the scripture said. Jesus says, and Jesus answered, said unto them, have faith in God. It's supposed to be have the faith of God. Now, I'm going to uh, compare 23. We'll continue with uh, 22. We'll continue with 23. And let's see if it's making sense. If Jesus said, have faith in God. In verse 23, see what he's saying here. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, and be thou removed and cast on the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall believe. Listen, over here, he's giving formula. So it cannot be have faith in God. Because what Jesus is giving them here is a formula. Once you are dealing with um, science, you are mindful of formulas. Science is not working with your emotion. Whether I'm happy or not, if I, took, if I take two hydrogen or hydrogen two with oxygen, I'm going to make water. I'm going to get water. Whether I am sad or not, regardless of my mood, whether I'm depressed or not, are you getting it? So, here, Jesus is giving them a formula. So in verse 22, when Jesus answered and said to them, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. What's the faith of God? The faith of God is the faith he demonstrated in creation. Because faith is for creating. Faith is for creating. Jesus said, oh, come on. This, uh, uh, there are some things I'm, I'm avoiding. I'll say them. In the book of Romans, he said, God, who quickened the dead? He said, and colored things which be not as though they were. That means he's talking about the God of faith. Faith is for creation. Faith brings things from nothingness into somethingness. So what God demonstrated in Genesis chapter 1 was faith. That's God's faith. It was God demonstrating faith. That means if we can follow the same formula in Genesis chapter 1, we'll be able to do exactly what Jesus did. And that's exactly what Jesus now starts saying in Mark chapter 11 verse 23. He now starts giving attention to the formula. The guy playing this keyboard here is using a science to play it. There is a formula. You have to learn it. You have to learn G, C. See how we are talking. A, B, C, F. But there's no Z. So if you come and say Z, you shy yourself. So I have to know that it ends at F. It's a science. Even though you can open your mouth in your room and just sing. You don't know it as much as he, he can manipulate it. So, so squares sometimes have something they call modulation. They have something they call swapping, transposing, yeah. falsetto. You know falsetto? When they sing, 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 and it's too high, they now use a certain time. That's falsetto. They are using a science to sing. But to us, we might think, ah, singing. It's just singing. Just take mic and start singing. But it's not like that. Some of them have parts. Hasn't, haven't you ever wondered how they know their parts? Have, have you ever wondered, how do you know that this part is to My beloved, the most beautiful another person. Among thousands and thousands. You know, I, I, if you have ever lived in a house where your parents sing before, you know what I'm talking about. 
When your mom lifts the song, oh, then your mother, oh, to me, parts. But if you are in a house where the two of them cannot sing, they present the song as a burnt offering unto the Lord. So Jesus is referring to a formula. So he says, have the faith of God. The margin actually says, the Hebrew margin actually says, have the faith of God. So there's the faith of God. And that faith of God was what was demonstrated in Genesis chapter 1. When God was creating. It was the faith of God being demonstrated. God was demonstrating his faith. And that's what Jesus Christ says, have the faith of God. Now he begins to explain what the faith of God is. So now he begins to give us the formula. Now let's look at the formula. Because when we know the formula, we will understand what faith is. I'll start by saying what faith is not. Before I say what faith is, let me say what faith is not. Faith is not trust. Even though you will have to trust in faith. In the, in, in the equation of faith, there will have to be the element of trust. But faith in itself is not trust. I'll give you another one. Faith is not a religious philosophy. It's not because I, uh, I, I, I mean God or I'm a Christian, I have to have faith. It's not, it's not a religious philosophy. The third one, faith is not an idea. The fourth one, faith is not vim. <laughs> this one, if you catch it, it will save you a lot of disappointment in, this, in the kingdom of God. Disappointment. Some people have had, hmm, I have faith, I have faith to do it. Boom! They are back. Whatever they were talking about did not work. I have faith. I have faith that the, that problem in my family will be solved. Boom! They entered there. Nothing happened. And they came back. Disappointed in God. Oh God, why? Why? Because they did not understand that faith is not them. In the equation of faith, the last thing to even express is confidence. The last thing to express in the equation of faith is confidence. I'll get there. We'll understand the equation. So... Because a lot of you are students, you would understand what I'm saying very well. Because we are dealing with formula. You can arrive at an answer, but they will mark the formula. <laughs> you know that? Like a guy I told you about. They asked a question. The question was about forests. But all the while, he was reading on rabbits. But the question was on forest. So all the while, he was reading on rabbits. Has it ever happened to you? The, the, the one you learned when you went there, they asked a different thing. Uh, almost every student this has happened to him before. So this guy, he has read so much on rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. He gets to the exam hall. They ask, what is a forest? The guy said he will never waste what he learned. <laughs> <laughs> so he started, he said, a forest is a place where rabbits live. Therefore, at this juncture, one may ask, what is a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> so imagine you are sitting close to a guy like this. You will see him writing, writing. You'll be thinking, hey, did I come to school? I came to escort people. Are you ready to understand the formula? Luke chapter 1. Hmm. From verse 1. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order the declaration of those things which are surely been among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, 
It seemed good to me also. This is the point I want to bring you. Having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first. Now, this is the point I want to bring to you here. He said, it seemed good. At this time, Luke was writing to um, most excellent Theophilus about the things that happened. Then he says, he used a term here I want to bring to you. He said, having had perfect understanding, can, can it be possible that you have perfect understanding on the kingdom? Is it possible that you have perfect understanding of what is in, is in our, our faith? Is it, is it possible to have perfect understanding? Because sometimes a lot of Christians and religious minds have made it look as though you can never have perfect understanding and that, you know, God is a mystery. It's a mysterious God. You don't never know what he's about to do. You never know what's about to happen in the kingdom. You never know what's going on. No, but look, he's saying he had perfect understanding. That means he can give you the formula. He can tell you what happened from the beginning to the end. Perfect understanding. And that's what God is bringing to us these three days. Perfect understanding of the kingdom. It's possible to have perfect understanding. So we are looking at the, 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 the science of faith. The science of faith. What does faith entail? Now, I've told you what faith is not. Faith is not vim. Faith is not a religious idea. Faith is not uh, trust. Faith is not, it's not vim. It's not an idea or philosophy. So what is faith? You know, sometimes the way we, we, we refer to faith is the, the issue. It's like, Hmm, I'm going to have faith. You cannot decide to have faith. <laughs> you, someone, I'm going to decide um, this time around. I'm going to believe. No. Okay, let me ask another one that faith is not. Faith is not believing. I know some people are wondering. Ah, all my life I thought faith is believing. So let me just believe. No. The Bible says even the devils believe. Even the demons believe. In the book of James. It said even the demons believe. And they tremble. He said you know, you say that there's one God. He said Yes. So even the demons believe and they tremble. And nothing happens. Believing is only the starting point of faith. Just like you will find the element of trust in faith. Faith, and I'm not sure what faith is. Faith is substance. Faith is substance. Faith is tangible. Faith is tangible. In the spirit, and that's why I said it's not a philosophy or an idea. It is not something that exists in the mind. You cannot just decide with your emotion to have faith. Faith is tangible. It is a spiritual substance. The Bible calls it evidence, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance. When the Bible calls something substance, that means he's referring to what it beyond an idea. He says faith is the substance. That means it is something that is tangible. I can touch it. I can hold it. I can know it. I can study it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Another thing faith is not. Faith is not hope. Many of you have heard your, your parents say over and over again. I heard my parents say it. And I thought they actually had faith. I realized they did not have faith. You, you heard your parents say, we know it will be well in this family. And it has never been well since. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, right? We know. We, have a, we serve a living God. He will not fail us. We know. We know that it will soon be well. That is hope. He said faith is a substance of things hopeful. That means faith, faith derives its substance from hope. But faith is not hope. That means once I keep having hope, that means faith can come. But the fact that I have hope doesn't mean faith has come. I hope I'm not speaking above your heads and you understand everything I'm saying. Hope, you know, the best way for you to understand everything I'm saying is try to delete your mind from everything you know. So start afresh. Don't let pride destroy you. Okay, so faith is the substance of things hopeful. So hope is floating. Hope is not dated. 
Hope is not substance, but faith is substance. Faith comes from hope. He said, that means if there's no hope at all, that means there cannot be faith. There will have to be hope. I know it will be well. I know it will be well. So I believe. I know it will, it, it will be well. As I was hoping it will be well and knowing it will be well, in the midst of it, something now happened. The equation now formed. Then faith dropped out of it. And faith now became substance. Now he says, is the substance of this hope? Then he says, the word over here that I, I, I cannot, I, I cannot think about it. You know, he says, he says, the evidence, evidence, evidence. That means I cannot have faith and I did not get what I was looking for. That means the moment I had faith, I got what I was looking for. No, so I'm not using faith to get what I'm looking for. Faith is the evidence that I have it. So, I was hoping that one day I would go and do my scholarship or continue my, my studies in Canada. I was hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping and it never came to pass. Then I thought I had faith. But then, when I wanted to really, really have it and I wanted to take hold of it, I decided to do something. I now decided to observe the formula. When I observed the formula, something happened. When I now had the evidence, the word evidence, the Greek word there actually means like an indenture. You know what an indenture is? An indenture is the document of a land. If I buy a land somewhere, they don't give me the land to put on my head, to my house. They give me an indenture. You are, you are, you are, you are a contractor. You, co you construct buildings. When someone buys a land, do they give him the land to put on his head? Put in his bag? They put it in his bag. What do they give him? A document of indenture. That means anywhere he goes, he has evidence that the land is his. So he cannot have the indenture and not have the land. So I cannot have gotten to the point of faith in the equation and not have received what I was looking for. So faith is a different topic altogether. And that's why God is bringing it to us here these three days. Now, these three days is like capsules. You, you can't miss one day. It will not work. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So now, we are now going to observe the formula to the evidence. I remember years ago, I was about to travel somewhere. Years ago, I don't have the money to go. I don't have the money to go. But the, 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 the trip was 6 a.m. in the morning. This is 8 p.m. in the evening. I'm traveling Saturday morning. The... the I'm Friday night, I'm with my friends, 8 p.m. The money has not shown up. Their money too has not shown up. The bus is leaving 6 a.m. the next morning. And our name is there that we are coming to pay. We told them that we will pay. Let me tell you, as I was sitting there at 8 p.m., I knew I was in the bus. I was not trying to muscle fit. I knew I was in the bus. I knew it. I knew I was traveling. At that point, Something something had gone on inside. You know, let me tell you something about faith. Faith gives you the mastery. When a Christian is not walking by faith, he is half dead. When a, because the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. The, the, the saints, that's the just, the righteous, the Christian shall live by faith. Oh, what happened to Peter? He was walking on the water. The moment he doubted, he began to sink. You see, some Christians are half sunk. They are half sunk. 
Because they are so sensual, they, they, they've never considered the topic of faith. They are not walking by faith. Therefore, we walk by faith and not by sight. Not that we can decide. So I don't decide to walk by faith or not. I walk by faith. My life is a life of faith. That means all my life, all my living, I should be conscious of faith. So I don't use faith. I walk by faith. <laughs> you are going to enjoy these three days. Faith gives you the mastery. Faith gives you the mastery. I was saying a testimony of a great man of God. He was with his wife. His wife had miscarried. You know what a miscarriage is? She has miscarried a baby. She has bled. She's miscarried a baby. The man is sitting on his dining table. The wife brings food and is crying. I have miscarried. The man says, Not possible. Give me my food. The woman serves the food. The man refuses to touch the woman again. The woman gives birth to the child. Listen. Listen. Faith takes your situation out of time zone. Every situation is reversible by faith. The moment a Christian begins to operate in faith, he has left time. There's nothing like it is too late. It is not possible. The moment faith is activated, the situation has left time zone. It is too late. It's, it's, not, it's not possible for it to be too late. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're going to look at the formula now. Faith. I remember when I could share many testimonies with you. I tell you, the doctors diagnosed me. The, the doctors diagnosed me. I had the symptoms. I had everything. Hmm. I went halfway in the car. I was, I was halfway. I got to the doctor. They started naming what is wrong with me. Pam, 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 pam. They gave my document as I was going back home. Not possible. I don't have it. And another person can hold the same document from a doctor and say not possible and it will not leave. I heard I said not possible because I'm observing a formula. That person is only saying with his mouth. I'm observing a formula. I can tell you where, how I got to where I am. So we're going to look at certain key things that count when you are looking at faith. Number one, there is a raw material for faith. <laughs> you need to understand. There's a, that's why I said faith is not an idea. There's a raw material that is responsible for faith. It's derived from it. You cannot neglect that raw material. Listen, you cannot neglect that raw material and think you can have faith. You know that some people sometimes pray, Lord, Give me faith. Lord, give me faith. That prayer can never be answered. It will never be answered today, nor tomorrow. Lord, give me faith will never be answered by God. Some Christians go to church and they tell them that, let us pray for faith. It can never happen. You can never pray and have faith. Because the more you pray for faith, the more faithless you become. So then, how does faith come? How does faith come? Since we don't pray for faith. Because some Christians have bundled the whole Christian life into prayer. Everything is prayer. When they want grace, they are praying. When they want faith, they are praying. They, they want joy, they are praying. They want love, they are praying. You don't pray for these things. You don't bundle everything up into prayer. It is the lazy Christianity that puts everything on God, leaves them out of their participation, so that when they pray, when, listen, when they pray and it doesn't happen, it means God didn't give them. Put everything on God. The Bible says, well, like I said, oh, I cannot be joyful. I cannot be joyful. But the Bible says, with joy. 
Will you draw water after the walls of salvation? That means God, God is telling you that, hey, it is not true that you have no joy. It is not true that you have no joy. Say, no, Lord, I'm not joyful. Make me joyful. God comes to tell you, he said, the fruit of the spirit is joy. The fruit of the spirit is joy. So, all right, what, what does it mean to say the fruit of the spirit? The fruit of the spirit is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. All right, let's start from there. Some people say, oh, fruit of the spirit, fruit of the spirit and gifts of the spirit. They compare fruit of the spirit and gifts of the spirit. No, don't do that comparison. Gifts of the Spirit is gifts of the Holy Spirit. But fruit of the Spirit is not fruit of the Holy Spirit. Why? Why am I saying it's not fruit of the... Because in the scripture, there's nowhere that the Bible has ever said that the Holy Spirit bears fruit. The Holy Spirit does not bear fruit. We are the ones who bear fruit. He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Any branch be that bearing not fruit. So fruit of the Spirit is... Oh, come on. It's not the Holy Spirit bearing fruit. It is your human spirit bearing fruit. Galatians chapter 5. Because some people might not believe what I'm saying. Galatians chapter 5. Let's start from 21. Alright, let's start from 20. 19. Okay, now, you hold 19. Let's go to 22. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Alright? Meekness, temperance, against such there's no law. Now, how do I know that he's talking about the human spirit and not talking about the Holy Spirit? How do I know? Go to verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh, you don't compare flesh and Holy Spirit. You compare flesh human spirit. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. You don't compare flesh and Holy Spirit. You compare flesh and your human spirit. The flesh and the spirit, that's your human spirit, they are always in contrast. So, the fruit of the spirit is joy. That means everything that has been mentioned here in the spirit, or fruit of the spirit, belongs to you. That means love is already in you. Joy is already in you. Peace is already in you. So you don't pray to God that God, give me joy. What do you do? You start acting your nature. In this kingdom, we do a lot of acting. Okay, I don't experience joy. I'm always feeling depressed. I feel a darkness around me. All right. And I feel like everything is telling me to lie down. Everything is telling me to sit down. Everything is telling me I cannot be joyful. I cannot be joyful. Things are going on around me that's making me sad. In the kingdom, you don't sit down and tell God to drop some joy like a a miracle into your spirit. No. You stand up and you start acting what joyful people do. What do joyful people do? Joyful people sing. Joyful people dance because there's no joy without expression. Joy cannot be, joy must always be expressed. So you cannot be joyful and be standing. You cannot be joyful and be sitting. You know, sometimes you tell people, sing. They say, you don't know what I'm going through. It's because of what you are going through that you must sing. You know, when you tell people, sometimes they think you are insensitive. But is it not God who said in Philippians 4, verse 6, he says, be anxious for nothing. Go there, Philippians 4. He said, be anxious for nothing. That's very insensitive by God. God, you don't know what I'm going through. You are telling me not to be anxious. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, he said, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. That means, he's telling you, as you are praying about it, be thanking God. There's no room for, for, for crying. When you, when, you always, when you sometimes feel depressed, you're feeling like something is taking a hold of you. It's like some darkness around you. You stand up. I take Jesus for my... I take Jesus for my... Now, at that time, will everything leave? No, but you have to act. You have to stop acting like depressed people and start acting like joyful people. Oh, someone, sometimes, I, 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 there are times I've gotten into some trouble and you, you feel like, ah, 
Everything is down on you. That's why you know certain gospel songs might be weeded out. Weeded out. Because while you are going through that thing, some songs. Now there's a problem with that song. My first problem with that song is that you are many. No, no, no. You leave that arena of depression. You leave that arena of, of, of darkness. You leave that arena and stop listening to things that are magnifying your problem in front of you. You stop listening to those things. And you're not coming to our arena where we always express joy. You know what the Holy Spirit told me? He said, Holy Spirit told me something. He said, never have a service without dancing. You know something, when we dance like that, people think it's because we are young. No. No. He said, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let the saints be joyful in glory. He said, let them be joyful in glory. You know, oh, come on. Come on. Come on. I'll, let me show you something in the Bible. Maybe I'll close with this. Ba, 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 ba. No, some, some 149. Sorry, I was there. Ma, ma, musha, ke, 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 ke. Give me the NIV of verse 4. TLB. You know what he says in TLB? He said, Jehovah enjoys his people. Yeah! <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah! Listen. He says, he says, for Jehovah enjoys his people. Am I talking to somebody here? That means when we are in service and we are jumping and shouting, God is enjoying it. He's enjoying me. He's enjoying me. He's enjoying me. He's enjoying me. Hey! I refuse to be sad. I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to be sorrowful. I'm a man of joy. I'm a man of joy. Hey! Listen. There are many, there are many expressions of joy. We are going to do all of them one by one. The first expression of joy is singing. Oh
expression of joy is dancing. Like no one else. No one else. No one else. You'll be watching over me. Expression is shouting. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
joy is restored. The devil thought he had you. These three days, you express joy like never before.